This is Carol Steves, and you're listening to Reality Ranch Podcast. Today is Friday, June 25th, 2021. Welcome to the 33rd episode. If this is your first listen to my program, I share the writings of Billy Meyer, Figu, and others. On this program, you will hear interviews and discussions with various people on what has been named the silent revolution of truth. This is an effort through the teaching and the contact notes to free humanity from the overly materialistic thinking, ignorance, overpopulation, and violence largely brought about by religion. From the 77 Meditations, Meditation from Clear Visibility, High and Highest Meditation, pages 239-240, by Billy. Number 8. I master all difficulties with courage and a victor's readiness. Please join me in my interview with Carlos Hernandez. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you, um, you live in, do you live in Sydney, Australia? No, I'm living north from Sydney at the moment, about six hours drive. Oh, okay. Um, it's a, you can call it country country area. It, they call it the the country music um, capital of Australia in Tamworth, in New South Wales. Okay. Um, yeah, I've been here. I mean, I've I've, I've traveled all the time, <laughs> and uh-huh. and uh, I will continue traveling. Um, I've been here for about uh, four years now. Okay. Um, and- and yeah. you're originally from Colombia, aren't you? That's right. Yes, originally from Colombia. I arrived in Australia first time in 2001 and then lived here for 11 months in Melbourne, actually, down south. And then I got a, um, uh, a job offer uh, to New Zealand or in, in, for, for New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So um, I moved there, and I was able to to obtain um, you know, all the the regulations, all the the paperwork to being able to to also bring the my ex wife over because I was married at the time. And so we reunited with her and and my son in Auckland, in New Zealand. Okay. And uh, yeah, and so we lived there for about seven years, and we had a second child, um, my daughter. And she's now grown. Both of them are obviously grown up now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he's twenty five. My daughter is eighteen. We live okay. there. Yeah, 
yeah, we, we lived there uh, for, for, yeah, for about seven years. And then for work, I ended up, we ended up relocating to Sydney. Uh, basically move move the family again uh, and then I kept on traveling for for work throughout different countries in Asia Pacific um, like Indonesia or uh, Singapore Hong Kong Japan South Korea and in and, and, and others that I don't remember right now for work you know that that must have been interesting how did you like living in Auckland because I, I, I was actually there a few years ago visiting my son who was living there at the time. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I, actually, I mean, I, I like it. I, I was there for seven years. And in fact, in, in about a month, I'm, I'm, I'm moving back to Auckland. Oh, you are. Okay. So you like Auckland. Okay. <laughs> well, I, 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 must, I must like it <laughs> to, to some degree. <laughs> um, but yeah, also, I have a brother there. Uh, um, so oh, nice. it's going to... Is, is, is going to be good for for the purpose of um, you know emotional health as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where, um, um, where in Auckland? My son lived in. Okay, there's a very fashionable street there. What is the name of it? I it's slipping my mind. Oh, it's so where a lot of a, there's a few. There's a few. A um, lot of the restaurants are there and. Oh, what is the name of that street? Uh, well, there's there's uh, K Road, or Karanga Happy Road. There is uh, uh, Ponsonby Road. Ponsonby. Ponsonby. Yeah. That's where he lived in that area. And so yeah. we spent two weeks in New Zealand, which I thought was a beautiful place. Uh, yeah. All the different places I visited. I loved it. The traffic was... <sighs> Oh, not so great, but uh... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what what can you do? You know, <laughs> no, not much. I mean, it's that way in lots of places. Yeah. So, um, we were talking about New Zealand and traffic, and I, oh, yeah. I was never to Christchurch. I really wanted to go over to the other side and and go to Christchurch that area, but I at that part of New Zealand, I haven't, I didn't get to see that. And I don't know if I will with the way things are, but I hear the COVID's very under control in New Zealand. Is that very still much so, true? Yes. That's true. Yeah, very much. Uh, they only allow uh, very minimum inbound traffic. They mm-hmm. only allow basically nationals or citizens. Um, and even even from this, they have a, a bubble between like Australia and New Zealand. Mm-hmm. But then they, at the moment. When, when I bought the ticket, next day they shut the, the border for people from this state, from New South Wales. Oh. And then, and then a week after or something, they reopened it. And now because in Victoria, there's a, a, a fair bit of, you know, uh, hotspots at the moment. Um, I'm assuming that they've shut the border for people coming from Melbourne or from Victoria. So, yeah, it's um, they, they control it pretty good uh, in New Zealand. But... But you have to travel yeah. for work anyway, don't you? Didn't you say you travel for work? Before, but that was before. Uh, okay, that was a long time ago. But okay. now with with COVID, with COVID is different. I mean, I've been here in in based in this area for for the for the last four years, and I've traveled <clears throat> back and forth um, a couple of occasions for for holidays and things like this. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But anyway, yeah, they they have control. They have the situation under control for the most part. Mm. And also the um, population density 
um, helps uh, tremendously. There's, um, yeah. they, they have a joke that there's more, more sheep than people in New Zealand. You know? <laughs> I've never heard that before, actually. <laughs> so that helps. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So so maybe they have to control COVID in, in the sheep population. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm a Kiwi now. And yeah, I, I, I love the country, obviously. It's my, it's my mm-hmm. second home country. And they welcome me very. I mean, they're, they're, it's a lovely country. It's, mm-hmm. it's really it beautiful. I mean, you, you've been there. It's very green. Since you oh, get yeah. off uh, in, in, from the airport, you can see how beautiful the the weather is because mm-hmm. they're, they're closer to the to the South Pole. And I'm, I'm assuming all this humidity, this wind coming from the pole, everything it makes the you know the the, the vegetation a lot a lot greener and lush. So that's good. Yeah, and I noticed yeah. that that most of the people get their water through water catchment. The, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, now I don't know about in the Auckland area, but when we stayed, oh, I'm trying to remember the name of the. It's a it's a beach town that's north, and the, it, if you go all the way, you go to the Cape. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of the name of the community on the way. I cannot remember. It's beautiful, though. But everyone yeah. there, um, they use water catchment for all their water needs. They have big cisterns, and there's no way to, there's no water system. So everybody's yeah, right. catching their own water, and, yeah. which I thought was, because they were saying, you know, please be, we stayed in an Airbnb there, and they said, please be, you know, conserve our water because we have to catch all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's plenty in New Zealand. I mean, there's plenty of water. It's, mm-hmm. It rains a lot. They, yes, exactly. Yeah, they, 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 they call it the, the country of the, of the long, white cloud. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I remember hearing that. And, uh, yeah, we've really enjoyed it. So I'm, I'm a little envious that you get to live there, although it's very expensive to fly anywhere from there. So... You're probably not going to be doing much of that anyway, right? <laughs> well, that's right. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. I'm I'm lucky. Lucky here we are that in these between Australia and New Zealand we can travel back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and if you're citizen of, it's a lot easier as well. Um, so um, I'm in a, in a good place at the moment in on, on this planet. I'm, I'm very lucky from in in that sense. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. And they call that, don't they call it? Crossing the ditch. Yeah, that's what that's what they call yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw that on the news when I was there. Yeah, so. across the ditch. Yeah, the Tasman, the Tasman Ocean, the Tasman Sea. Mm-hmm. The ditch. <laughs> yes. So have, have you been to the Cook Islands? Oh, I haven't. And it, that's one of the that's in my bucket list. Because uh, I'm curious about them. I didn't get to go, but I was wondering if you'd been there. So and I, I've always wanted to to go there, and I certainly will when you know when time allows for it. Mm-hmm. And um, all all there's a beautiful diff, many different areas over there. There's the, the French Polynesians, or you know, there's many different islands, you know, mm-hmm. Fiji, and all these others that you could go to for for holiday. There, there's there's plenty of beautiful destinations um, away from the from the cold weather. Yes. Um, yeah. So tell me um, how you found the mission. I'm very curious to hear that. Yeah. Um, 
perhaps like um, most of us, I mean, my, um, I'm turning 50 this year, right? Mm -hmm. So when, when I was, when I was a kid, I, I had a, an experience where basically I, I had a, what they call an out of body experience. Mm -hmm. And I was for many, many years doing research in different groups and different philosophies and religions on, on because I instantly knew like when, when, when you go through it, you know, you, you learn a lot that many people only can find in books about uh, um, that experiencing looking at yourself from the outside of your body. Um, so I was looking and looking and looking for the answer. Like, do you know what what, what facilitated that happening to you? What led up to that? Experience? Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, um, I had a fall. I, I was running. I had a fall. I hit my 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 head on against the wall, uh, and then in 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 Colombia, the the walls are made out of brick and, and cement and concrete like this, hard. Mm -hmm. No, not 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 like uh, in these countries that there is very soft walls, but it's very very hard. So I I hit my head, and so I lost consciousness. And basically, I, I was on the ground for a bit. Uh, but as you probably know by now from all the studies that we do, there when the brain there's there's several several ways that you get into that stage. Um, one of the ways is by shock, or you know, when when the your your senses, uh, the area in the brain that it controls uh, or receives all the input from the senses, is in shock mm -hmm. from uh, from, a, from from concussion. Mm -hmm. Then obviously the rest of the brain continues working. So particularly, obviously, the pineal gland it still remains active. So mm -hmm. The pineal gland is then free and able to do what it does naturally, which is to give us this connection to the fine sensitive matter, right? Mm -hmm. This pineal gland, as you know, is constantly working, is constantly giving us information about our surroundings in the fine sensitive uh, matter realm, so to speak. But because we open our eyes and, and have our ears active and everything, and so much sensorial information comes to the brain that then whatever is 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 received from the pineal gland gets put on on the back burner, so to speak, like on on the second second plane, because uh, it's a lot of information comes through our five primary senses. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I had this experience, right? So I, I I had this concussion. I was unconscious in the ground. Um, or on the ground, and then I could see myself from about a roof, sort of ceiling height. I could see down. I was I saw I saw myself on the floor. I saw my grandma like trying to help me, like calling my my name, and and my sister standing there. So once you have this experience, mm -hmm. first of all, you you never forget. You never forget this experience. Right. <laughs> It becomes, it's vivid, you can always recall it. It's one of those experiences throughout life. We have experiences that we will never forget. 
first time, first keys, or any, I mean, there's, there's many experiences. Mm -hmm. those, those, those minute memories, you can always recall them. So, um, so I, I, I grew up with, like, uh, like with this memory, like, and always wondering, like, I, I knew something was different. I knew most people don't talk about these things. I tried to explain my grandmother when I came back to my consciousness. I tried to explain what happened. She obviously thought that something very wrong must have happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> this concussion. Yes. Being very. Did religious. you have a concussion? Well, the con I call concussion basically hitting your yourself very hard. That, that's what I call a concussion. I mean, and and when you probably had a bump as well, most right. likely, right? But I was only a, a little child, so uh, I came back. I don't remember what happened after. I was probably telling this, pro telling everybody what I saw, but probably nobody was believing me. Right. Or probably thinking, oh, this kid is broken now. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Or yeah. it's your imagination, or yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or like like this kid is, is broken. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Dude, yeah, years, years, years later, uh, I saw my grandma before she died, and she asked me, did you ever go to the doctor to have your head checked? <laughs> After all those years. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, so I grew up with this memory, and I knew, well, uh, that was real for me. Obviously, mm -hmm. I saw it. Uh, I was like, okay. And then I found several books in different schools of thought and philosophies that talk about like astral projection mm -hmm. so i was like that was the closest that i could find right that any anybody trying to explain what happened to me it was like okay astral projection all right so i, I tried to do it on purpose i tried to do yes. it consciously and and i know ne I, I never succeeded at that same here i tried to do it too and i never succeeded exactly. and i've never had it happen before though either so yeah, well, but apparently some people, I mean, are able to do it very, very easily. Mm -hmm. And the closer, the closer that I got to was to feel my body like, uh, like becoming like a balloon, like very mm -hmm. inflated. And then the moment you either um, pass like saliva through your mouth, like through your throat, mm -hmm. you lose con concentration and then it's gone, like right. finished. Can't, you can't go further and then obviously like any other human being like dreaming like when you're flying and when and then you feel like you drop and then you wake up i mean this is normal experiences for most people right mm -hmm. yeah and then throughout my life experiencing deja vus things like this and then always wondering what what is this you know was your vision really clear when you were looking down on yes yourself the reason I ask is the only thing I've had besides the flying dreams and that kind of thing is um, Bill misplaced his wallet and he couldn't find it anywhere. We had just moved and I had this dream and it was like I was above floating and I could see the wallet sitting on this bright blue background. And so I told him the next day, well, I dreamed about your wallet. Look for it on this bright blue background. And he found it in the garage on some of that bright blue packing material the next day. Which made me go, hmm, that's interesting. But it felt very much like that, like I was hovering above. Yes. Like I had thrown my consciousness out, you know, and like in my sleep looking for it for him. 
Correct. Because in your case, perhaps you, you were uh, worried about it. I was, you wanted, yes. You, you, you wanted to inquire, you were mm -hmm. inquisitive. And so obviously you, you, you did it um, unconsciously or semi-conscious. Yeah. You, you directed your, your worry and then it happened, yeah. right? And I woke right up and went, oh. And I knew that was real. I knew that I hadn't just imagined it, that he would find it. You know, I felt really confident that he would find it laying on something bright blue, and he did. So, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, that's exactly right. So, yeah, the vision was very clear. I could remember for many years, for many years, I think I was wearing like a green top, like a green jumper. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, over the years, the, mem the memory is going diluted a little bit, mm -hmm. but for many years, it was very sharp. And Yes, your 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 side is quite sharp. Like you you can see the colors all more crisp and, and crystal clear. Mm -hmm. um, another time I had this experience, not that not quite. About three years ago, I went to Colombia and I had eye surgery. And in the eye surgery, they lift your what's the name the the cornea. They lift uh -huh. the cornea. To, to then underneath they do laser mm -hmm. into your iris and so when they leave the cornea you have one eye cover the, this the eye becomes blind like you become blind mm -hmm. one eye at a time right and when and when i had this experience then i i had again some activity in my pineal gland uh, in the days from then on for a few days hmm. Where, uh, where you, yeah, it is very interesting because then it's like, I, I knew it. Uh, I've been always very kind of psychic all my life. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, let me just get back to how I got to Figu because that's that's yeah, okay. that's what the question I'm trying to answer. That's so okay. Many... But that's usually what leads us are those experiences we have like this. You know, the things what? you can't explain that we start looking for. What is the truth? So I think it's really relevant what you're telling me about. Yeah. 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 So uh, I, I found some books that talk about astral projection and I was like studying and trying to do it on purpose and so and so. And then I kept on researching. Then after I got to, to Hinduism, I, I did that for a few years. Mm -hmm. I went vegetarian and all that jazz. And I try to be very strict about it. Uh, I learned, for example, in, in Hinduism, they have three kinds of sort of diets or three kinds of energy. So um, I, I was trying to do the, the purest one, the purest kind of uh, food available for, for you to have clearer thoughts. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they call it rajas, tamas, and sattva. So I was trying to be very sattvic. So rajas is basically you eat anything, like meat, everything, pork, whatever. Tamas is in the middle ground, so where you, you drop the meats, but you still eat, say, onion, capsicum, and garlic. Uh, so, and then the sadvas is apparently the pura, where you eat only uh, so much, but you, you're not allowed to eat any of these uh, things. 
like onion, garlic, and capsicum and things because they say that they irritate your system and and won't let you do your meditation. So yeah, I was trying to that. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. I was trying to be I was trying to be very sadvic for for a while. I lost so much weight. I look ter- terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was so skinny. Oh my gosh. I remember uh, I, I, I had some photos when I was actually getting married and I was like, look like a, like a skeleton. <laughs> it was really bad. But I, but I was in my journey. I was in my research mm-hmm. throughout my life and yeah. getting deep, deeper and deeper into, okay, what happened to me when I was a kid? Mm-hmm. And anyway, so later, later um, I was already in New Zealand. Uh, I was already there. Uh, obviously, in in between, I had jobs, and I went to—I mean, I went to uni, had jobs, and all that. But this research is always stays there with you. You you want to find out the, the the truth. So I got to New Zealand, and I started digging more, and then I found uh, conspiracy theories. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was going to oh this thing with the. With these lines on the sky, what is it? What they call chemtrails and oh yes, yes, all that jazz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I found some books. Uh, I think it was one of the first versions of the the Talmud manual. And uh, I, I was raised Catholic, so when I saw that, I was like, it was like an eye opener. Even though it did have a lot of like religious connotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the first translations, um, but still, I think it served a purpose very well because it would would that not have been the case, mm-hmm. then people who coming from a religious background go, okay, well, this is completely, completely alien to my brain. I won't be able to process. Yeah, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Whereas it did, it did have still some some con- religious connotations so it will serve as a as a bridge yeah people had context that way well exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, so if 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 there's a, a way to bridge a frame of reference okay yeah there's still some reference to to something that i'm familiar with mm-hmm. then then you go okay is safe is safe to explore <laughs> mm-hmm yeah, I I cannot imagine myself jumping from that background to the the actual last version of these books. I would would have gone like this is completely like unrelatable. Mm-hmm. So th- that's how I got to it. So then obviously I found the, the Gaia guys website, uh-huh. and then I go okay. The, that's how I to basically find the links to the group to the people. Yeah. Because I, I definitely I, I knew something was different about this. Yeah. Because I've I've studied Hinduism, studied like you know all these yoga, uh, uh, many other philosophies, and then when I found this, I I knew okay, well this this is just this is different. I I have to dig more into this stuff. So I started reaching out to the people in Switzerland. Then I I I, I got. The transfer, or I moved back to Australia. I was in Sydney, and mm-hmm. then from Sydney, from Sydney, I started to to reach out 
um, through through Switzerland, they gave me some contacts. They, they helped. They gave me Bibcast contact. Mm -hmm. So I reached out to her. I reached out to Robin. I reached out to a few others. And then we, I went visiting them. I, I visited Vibka, I visited Robin, I visited others, Peter in Sydney. And so, because uh, I was in my mission, my, my mission, my personal mission was, okay, I'm going to meet these people. I want to yeah. see if we, if we can actually form a group. Mm -hmm. And that's what we did. Eventually, you know, we, I, I reached out and, uh, and then we started talking and talking and talking. And then eventually, I was one of the founding members of the Landis Group here in Australia. And I was with them for a couple of years. Yeah. And I removed myself from the group, uh, which was meant to be like a temporary measure because I was, I was going through divorce. Yeah. I, was, I needed to travel. Mm -hmm. um, I kept on. So if I. Uh, that was the only way for them to continue as a group. I needed to remove myself so then, uh, otherwise, they don't reach quorum. Oh, you know? yes, because you're gone yeah. all the time, right? Correct. Yes. So then, so then that would affect the group. So it was most logical that I withdrew myself from it. Yeah. And, and I, wasn't, I wasn't in the right mindset for it anyway. I was going through a bit of a divorce. Yeah. A, a lot, a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, when they're awful. <laughs> yeah, and I'm t ten years later. I'm still recovering. I mean, still trying to put my life together again. <laughs> yeah, it changes everything. It does. It yeah. does. So that's that's how I got to that's how I got to know about Figu and how actually I was there. And I was pulling all this all this activity together to to make it happen and. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm glad that I was part of it, of the whole forming of this group here in Australia. Mm -hmm. Have you been to the center? Yes, a couple of times. I kind of thought you had. I wasn't sure, but um, uh, what were your impressions when you went to the center? Ooh, there's a few. Um, this 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 uh, mostly good. Mm -hmm. uh, Obviously, I I like the the fact that um, well, n number one, when I when I when I went to, to meet Billy, uh, it's like you have the curiosity, but also he, I already was a little bit aware that okay, well, this is just like a normal guy, right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. to to treat him like a normal guy, so yes. he he came he he greeted me, he came, we shook hands. Um, it was very brief. Oh hi, how are you? Uh, and uh, and then he kept on going with his thing, right? Mm -hmm. I, I remember I was so proud. I, I had get, get, I got it this this pendant down, which is the uh, the symbol of creation. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. So I show him, hey, hey, I, I, I got this made, you know, to, just to to keep myself uh, as a memory of it. And he go, oh, yeah, that that's fine, that's fine. He he kept on going mm -hmm. as if nothing. Because it's it's just nothing. It's it's, yeah. it's it's very simple life, and it's good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was it was friendly. Most most people is very friendly. Um, <clears throat> obviously, you get into the activities of the day, you know, mm -hmm. and a lot of conversations in the kitchen. Um, 
I went there with with my ex-wife and my two kids in in the first trip. So it was interesting experience. It, uh, obviously, there's a, a lot a lot of good conversation happening in the kitchen when it comes to it in the afternoons. So yeah, you you get to learn a lot. Um, but then at the same time, the 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 philosophy is the philosophy or the the teaching in the books is is one thing but we as individuals have our, our own hindrances and our own issues and we carry them so when when you have a in a, in a in an area 20 30 people they all come with different backgrounds <clears throat> we all go there with our with our own baggage so for the most part, it's very harmonious. Yeah, uh, but yeah, there's all there's always good in the bad, and there's bad in the good. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. for the for the for the most part, it was it was, it was nice and very very uh, exciting experience. And uh, if you feel it's very peaceful as well, you know, it the is, surround. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You've been there. Oh yeah, three times. Three times, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So very peaceful, very quiet. Uh, you definitely feel a different vibe. Um, but yeah. something, something else that I obviously I know that this is being recorded, right? Mm -hmm. But I can, I, I can edit it out. I can edit it out if you don't want it in there. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I I mentioned this once or twice mm -hmm. to different people from from Figo in Switzerland, uh -huh. <clears throat> and I think I mentioned it once on online. Uh, very clear in my brain when I got there, I got some voice. As you probably know, these certain groups and different technologies that they use, yeah. and because I, and because I am very psychic, and very I perceive, you know, I'm, I'm very psychic. Uh, I I can uh, I find I I know sometimes things happening without people telling me things mm -hmm. like. But I got a, a thought, kind of like projected. I'm sure it's projected to everybody, but only some people are able to pick up on it. And mm -hmm. uh, it, it was not a good thought, obviously, but it was something like, oh, where is this thought coming from? It's, it's, it's not one of mine. I mean, a very uh, dark kind of uh, thought. And um, obviously, as you, you have to understand, Okay, well, this is not my thought, number one, so ignore it. But it's quite strong. I felt, or I, I actually heard a, a thought being projected. And as you probably know, I mean, Billy's had, had so many attempts on his life. I, I do, yes. So this is, was, this was on that line of train of really? thought. Like an, like a, like, Basically, trying to inspire humans <laughs> to 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 act on these thoughts, and so, so 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 many people do act on them on them thoughts, you know. Yeah. Um, so in my case, obviously, um, I was able to to discern. Okay, well, this is not my thought. I don't know where this is coming from, mm -hmm. but there's nothing I can. I'm not going to do anything about it. But it was not a nice thought. It was like a, like a command almost, like, do this, you know? Really? And, 
it was quite strong and because like i said i'm 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 quite sensitive mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To, to because of my experience you know i'm i'm, I'm quite like to say uh, awake in my mm -hmm. pineal gland sort of thing I, I wish it was more i wish it was more open but at the same time going going back to the um to these powers of the pineal gland mm -hmm. at the same time is it can be a burden for some people oh yeah mm -hmm. because because if you know too much then you know when people are lying to you yeah i've said that very thing or if they don't like you, you know they don't like you, even if they're trying to hide it from you. <laughs> it's really and, obvious. And, <laughs> I know. I mean, to, to, to me it is. To me it is. And uh, so, yeah, uh, that could be a burden, but you have to like learn how to manage the, 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 the knowing these things. You know, especially, especially when people are lying to you, people who's, like, say, a, a partner, and, and, you know, like... Uh, Something is up. Now something is cooking, and it's like you know these things, and people go like, "No, that's not. That, that, you're crazy." And, and then at the end of at the end of the day, or after months, right. yeah. after months of years, you go, oh, "Yeah, I told you. I mean, I, I knew this." So I I have it. I have it in visions, especially when I'm about to like fall asleep. Yeah. I, I I receive this information, or in the morning I receive this information, and I know. And then I go, okay, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm at peace after that, I'm totally at peace. It's, uh, it's probably hard to explain, but. No, I get exactly what you're talking about. I'm, I'm trying to refrain from sharing too much of my own experience because I want <laughs> you to talk about your experiences. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, because I am a very talkative person. And so I can just, yeah. you know, I've even had to edit some of my my uh interviews and take out some of my stuff because i i want it to be more about the person that that i'm talking to but i also like it to be an exchange do you know what i mean an exchange yeah. of information not just a monologue or something and that's why i don't just get on there and just yeah. talk <laughs> i can't do that i need somebody else to yeah don't yeah. Don't, don't stop yourself because I, I i saw i saw i think it was one of the, the the last person you interviewed he mentioned on facebook that oh carol speaks too much and then you laughed and it's like no don't stop yourself you, 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 this is a conversation let's oh, let's have he a said, he said i talked a lot i think um i don't know if he, how he meant that exactly but i didn't take it personally um yeah. I've had I've had so many. I mean, yeah. I got at least two examples I can bring up now of uh, of these premonitory uh, dreams. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> okay, I'll mention one that is not too personal. One is about my daughter, but I'm not gonna go there because. But it was a beautiful, very sim symbolic dream about her. <laughs> I'm already mentioning about her actually uh, becoming becoming a woman. You know, mm -hmm. be, from being from being my girl into mm -hmm. becoming a woman, and then the symbolism was with a volcano that mm -hmm. I dream in. In my dream, uh, uh, we were in a town where it was a volcanic eruption, and she got in an area out of reach. I could not help her, and 
the, vol the volcano came and she was there and I, I, I couldn't I couldn't do anything about it I couldn't mm -hmm. help or save or do anything about it I had to actually move myself and get, get into an, a, a higher location with three other women I don't know who these women are in the dream but then mm -hmm. later I I call I call her it's like oh, what's up what's up with your life because she lives in Sydney mm -hmm. and then she told me oh I met this guy Oh, <laughs> yeah. So it's like I then I knew. Okay, this is what's happening. Like this is yes. a force, force of nature. Mm -hmm. Very beautiful symbolic dream. There's nothing I can do. Uh, there's no. I'm not gonna be able to stop that situation. Yes. It, she's she. It, it is what it is. It was beautiful. Another example was. Uh, okay, well, once many years ago, before before a tsunami, um, I was traveling to Colombia once, and then I dream about these massive amounts of water. That was when the hit, a, a big tsunami hit. I think it was the Philippines or something, or Indonesia or something. Mm -hmm. Many people died. I had that one. Okay. And, and then I had another one, which is was also happened after a flight, which is interesting because. The two of these have happened after uh, flying uh, overseas. Mm -hmm. I landed in, in New Zealand once. I went to visit my brother. And then, and then I had this dream, sort of like, okay, I was in a group, part of a group of people in the Middle East. And then I saw that we had been bombed. When I said, when I said we, I said I was in the dream. We, I was like in the, the group of people. Right. We had, we had, the, I saw uh, airplanes and I saw a bomb exploding. Mm -hmm. And then we, the group, started running away from that blast, running away. And seconds later, lights off. Basically, you get hit by the blast and it killed all this group of people, right? Right. So I was very sharp, clear, this dream. So I was like, okay, well, that's interesting. So I sort of, what can you do about it? Nothing. So the next day on the news, it was one bombing that the U.S. had done in the Middle East, and it was a massive, massive, massive one. Uh, and so I got to think, okay, this is interesting because in my dream, I was able, I, I connected to this man, whoever he was. Maybe he was in panic mode, and as you know, when we are in panic mode, we also activate this um, pineal gland. Um, it gets hypersensitive when we are in panic mode. Mm -hmm. right? this, I got so many examples of this. So when he was in panic mode, he, he reached out, reaches out, his pineal gland reaches out, and I was in my is, is sleeping. Mm -hmm. uh, I, we, we connected, and, and I, I could see all what's happening to him. I could see exactly what, was, what he was going through. That's my explanation of it, because there's yeah, no other... That's interesting. Uh-huh. I mean, another explanation could be, oh, yeah, so like some pseudo-spiritual pseudo groups, they go, oh, yeah, we, we actually are simultaneously incarnated in many peoples in, 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 many, in many bodies, in blah, 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 but that's pseudo-spiritual new Oh, that's age. a new one. I haven't heard that one. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but what they, they say is that the one spirit form 
is able to incarnate simultaneously in different in bodies. In many people? In many people and in different timelines. Really? So, yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, when I, when I was studying this thing, because I, I researched, I was like, well, like, of course. You know, but I mean, if I can see how it can, they can make it to 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 appear sensible, like okay, it could make sense. But the, now the way I understood it in my dream after this, in the explosion dream, is different. It's like the pineal gland reaches out, and how I know this? Well, another example: when I was married, um, um, we were still back in Colombia. My ex-wife at the my wife at the time, she went out to. For, for a Christmas party with her work. And then uh, I stayed behind to look after my son. And then I had this vision that she was in danger. She, she was calling out to me like, and I, I, she didn't give me the address. I got to the exact location where she was. I went inside, you know about this woman and she oh yeah, she's in the bathroom. She's actually very sick. <laughs> so I went to the, and I helped her and then I took her home. Yeah, so no, I, I get that. I woke up once my son's car had broke down. I didn't know my son's car had broken down on the way home from work. Yeah. And it was about two in the morning and I woke up and I said to my husband, I said, I don't think, where's Colin? I don't think he's home yet. He was still in high school. And he's sure enough, he wasn't in his room. I, we got in the car and we found him walking home from where his car was broken down in the middle of the night. He's looking at us like, how? Did you know? I said, I woke up and I knew that yeah. something we needed to go find him. Exactly. Same thing. Exactly. Yes. So, yeah, when, when, especially with, with, with loved ones, mm -hmm. you're, you're very, very connected. And, yep. So I don't and, think you're crazy at all. Like, I totally, you know. <laughs> I, know. I know. I know that I'm crazy because it happens to I me. Know, so, but so, you know, so many times. People who yeah. don't, it doesn't happen to them. They just kind of look at you like it's in your imagination. But I've had so many of these experiences i've forgotten a lot of them do you know what i mean there's so many that i i can't even think of most of them off the top of my head that's right, so, that's right, that's right. yeah exactly so i know exactly what you're talking about very good yeah so I, so th that's how i go to figu like through this experience and once once it happened to you you just cannot forget it you, you just don't forget no. this experience and then eventually found through the books and found, you know, the Talmud and Manuel, and then I got to Figu, and then I, I, I got together. And, and the rest is history. I mean, the rest is history is me trying to, now is like trying to adopt the, the recommendations onto my life mm -hmm. uh, and finding it sometimes harder than others because yes. it, sometimes if you're very truthful, 100%, you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> uh huh. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Especially if you have to tell somebody something they don't want to hear. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. Or, or, or if you're trying to basically be honest with your feelings towards someone, you're going to get in trouble because mm -hmm. nobody, nobody, I mean, most people, they, 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 they like mind games. People like playing mind games. Yeah. Um, the society is very upside down, as you know, at the moment. There's, there's there's several layers the of awareness consciousness like say there's your there's your innermost self most people don't are not even aware of their inner self and then they have societal rules and regulations like what the society says is right yes. and then 
And then there's more layers as the legal system, as the e economics, and so on. So, so many layers that uh, yeah. to, to live a, tr a truthful life is, is, is very difficult, you know? Mm -hmm. I do know. I, I, um, I, sometimes I just, I go, okay, maybe I should just stay quiet about it, you know, just not say anything, just... Because I tend to be kind of a blunt, direct person, and um, not everyone appreciates that. Mm. You know, they just don't. And so, um, yeah. I don't know, I've kind of gotten this motto that um, I'd rather someone just know exactly who I am right up front, mm. and then like me or not like me then, than to have to hide who I am, and then them get to know me and go, yeah, you're just too blunt for me, <laughs> to, you know? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what I've tried to do now that I'm I'm, I'm nearly fifty. That go okay. I'm gonna be b more blunt and more out there. That comes uh, with age. It really does. Where you just start, you just go. This is how it is. Yeah. 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 And so uh, yeah, there's this a couple of topics I could bring up, but uh, <laughs> that uh, I, I try to be as as upfront now as possible and say, mm -hmm. well, this is this is me, or this is something that I want to achieve. Uh, whether it's possible or not, but if, if you're in with me on this journey, this is what I, this is what I want to do. Right. And people go, okay, yeah, or no. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I I think that after all these interviews, how many you've done so far? Uh, thirty-two, Two? I think. Yeah. This is my, yeah. I think, thirty-three. Yeah, uh, I, I think I, th I thought it was going to be, is that, which is a good number, you know, Kabbalistic number. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so I, I reckon that you must have, uh, must have learned a lot from all of our experiences. Like I figured that this will be or is, has been very good for you to, you know, to, to have this compendium, this co collective information of all this uh, life journeys, you know, how we've... Definitely. Mm. Definitely. And also, one of my goals was to help the the people... This is such a small community, the FIGU. The people who are actually really studying this and are are know that this is a, a very valuable place to be. It's a small community, really. And, and I thought the more we know of each other as human beings not just preconceived notions, not just hearsay or whatever, the, I think to help build some unity within the group, you know, to a certain degree. Yeah, um, I think it's fantastic. I think it's great that uh, because say, like last night I was listening to a couple of them. Um, mm -hmm. I listened very little of Piali's interview and I, I met her in Switzerland, a lovely lady and a fantastic voice. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I want to listen to it the, the, through, all, the all, all through, through the whole mm -hmm. thing to, to because uh, I want to know how she's doing. Mm -hmm. So through this interview, probably I'm going to be, it's better than just catching up on like, hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm just going to go in and re listen to the interview. And same with me, perhaps many people are going to go, okay, who's, who's this Carlos guy? Let's listen right. to Right, they'll know more about who you are. Well, you know, do you know who Ken Moran is? He lives oh. in Cambodia. Maybe you do, maybe you don't know. But he um, was at one point helping me, and he was downloading the, the videos for me. 
the audio. And um, he said, I've listened to them. And he goes, and, and I always have a, a more positive impression of the person than I did before, because I know right. more about who they are. And I, and so there's more empathy, there's more identification, right. like, oh, I understand what they're saying, what they've been through. And so right. I think it's really beneficial for that reason. Absolutely. And, yeah, and I'm just a, the kind of person who's interested in people, and so I always like to know why yeah. someone is where. Where? Why do you live there? What have you been through? What do you do for a living? How do you yeah. like? How do you, as someone who's traveled all over, see the United States? That was one of the yeah. questions I wanted to ask you. Like, how does yeah. it seem to you, as someone from Colombia who spent most of his life in the Southern Hemisphere? You know, how how do you see the United States? Because you've been here. Correct, more than once. I've been, I've been to the U.S. a couple of times, only briefly, mm -hmm. to L.A. and I've been also in Dallas, in Texas, mm -hmm. <clears throat> work uh, and personal as well. And well, mm, <laughs> it's, 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 it's okay. I won't be offended. Trust me. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a few good things about the U.S., mm -hmm. but there's also uh, a, a lot of not so good things. Like I was very impressed by the by the infrastructure outside. Like it's all planned around the vehicle, you know, around the cars. Like yes. all the highways and the bridges upon bridges upon bridges. That's a little bit mind-boggling because mm -hmm. other places. I mean, I, it, it, here where I'm living, it takes me ten minutes to get to work. Or when I was working, because I'm not working these days, mm -hmm. ten minutes peak hour, you know. Very much countryside. So, mm -hmm. whereas in the U.S., well, that was the first impression about about it. But other than that, most most impressions from the U.S. are not very positive, um, because obviously societies are not only the U.S. but the, in many other countries, people are if people focus too much on the material things, yeah, then it becomes all like very fake. Mm -hmm. uh, so, for example, I mean, uh, this I have a car, but my car is a, a utility vehicle. I got it because I like to be able to to go off road because I like it to be very dy dynamic and useful for me in many circumstances, not just for the city, not just to show off, not just for like a luxury vehicle. My my, I, I got a you know like a four by four, similar as. It's not as big as an F-150, it's the, the smaller version, it's a Ford, okay. yeah. but it's very utility, yeah? So I got that because it's a tool for me, a right. tool for me to do many things. I can, I can carry things, you know, it's very, very much a tool. Whereas, yeah. whereas other people go, oh, I'm going to have this very fancy vehicle just to show, just, and when you focused only on the luxury aspect of things, then you forget the your human side. And mm -hmm. so not only America, but many other countries. Well, and they also base their friendships on that, like how someone's dressed or what they're driving. They don't look at the person, who the person is. Correct. Yeah, it's like... Correct. Yeah. I grew up poor, so and I was judged m much of my life for how I dressed and where I lived, and so I remember being in like sixth grade and some kids making fun of me in in class, and this voice inside of me said, "They don't even know who you are." 
Yeah. And that sustained me. It was like a wisdom that came yeah. to me right when I needed yeah. it. Well, that's it. that's good that you had that um, voice mm -hmm. of wisdom from from the inside. Yeah. Uh, because because some others haven't been as as lucky to. No, to I know. Have, have that wisdom driving them, and then allowing these critics, uh, this voice of these critics to 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 put you down, and uh, and that's that's yeah. no good. I mean that that leads to so many psychological issues. But anyway, to answer your question about the U.S., well, I see, obviously, as you know, it's a, it's a, it's a decadent, if that's yeah. the right word in English. I think uh, that's a good word, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, society, it's, uh, it's in, the, in, in the downtrend, <clears throat> even though now the, the, the now president is injecting money into the economy, into science and technology, things like this, but it's already, I think, a little bit, a little bit too late. Yeah. Too little too late. Mm -hmm. um, and um, honestly, you know, our infrastructure is in trouble. You know, um, all those bridges and stuff that you you saw, that infrastructure is old, and so we're having our infrastructures crumbling. And it, it may not be um, noticeable, especially in the West where things are newer, like Dallas, and but like we have a water main break every two minutes in the U.S. now. Oh, oh. All right, it, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, the U.S. has to basically get, the, get your game together. Um, we, in Australia, they call it this, get your shit together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, um, organize your, your, your affairs and uh, understand. Obviously, this is not, I'm not, I'm not, ask, I'm not asking you, but mm -hmm. humanity to look towards the inside. You know, if you don't look within, you go without. They say. Yes. Well, I don't know if they're gonna if they're gonna get their shit together. Uh, uh, I don't I, think so. I don't have a lot of hope. I don't think it's gonna happen anytime soon. Um, nope. But I mean, what's happening these days in the world is just only a reflection of, you know, cause and effect. Mm -hmm. Um. When I was traveling throughout Asia Pacific, I could see when your when your plane is landing, for example, in Jakarta and in Indonesia, and you see so much overpopulation and poverty and slums, and you see the the rubbish, mountains of rubbish on the streets, and it's just terrible, right? So mm -hmm. that's what you see from from the plane, and then when you're in in there. And then you basically move around, and if you're if you're lucky enough that, that it rains like torrential rains that as it does, and then you see these rubbish flooding to the rivers, and then the sewage also flooding out. It's like it cannot be any more mayhem and Dantesque, you know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. it's just like a, it's just very terrible, and it's all driven by our overpopulation, which I try to to speak up about um, in my own way yeah. on social social media. I, I try to speak up about it. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Did you say uh, social mania? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> it is. 
It is. It's so intense at times, isn't it? I have to like take lots of breaks from it. It's just. (laughs) It's just crazy. And and then you you think okay I'm going to connect to my friends and family and then you end up four hours later go okay oh my god spend four hours six hours wasted my life in this thing that is so fake yeah where people are posting pictures of the food or the cats and it's like there's no and the means. They're just so shallow and they yeah. appear to be so, so wise and people are used to reading four lines of a meme and that's all about that. They, yep. they, won't, they won't read anything long. No, I, yeah, I know. I post some long things. I don't care if they read it or not, I guess. I just feel this urge to say it. Yeah. Like I'm thinking about this and I just want to share it with somebody. Maybe somebody will go, I needed to hear this or yeah, that's true or whatever. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's because I've always wanted to write, and I'm finally doing it somewhat. So, because I had a a block of self confidence from that, I would sit yeah. down to write, and I just couldn't for years. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and in in the process of trying to communicate, and because I've been in the last two and a half years, I was working in sales. Mm-hmm. And then you need to learn how to communicate, how to connect to people. Mm-hmm. Then I did something which is was trying to to bring several words together. Pardon me. Um, for example, uh, if if a new ager, a new ager person speaks about synchronicity, and uh, they have terms to explain things, you know. Right. A religious person would call it a miracle. Yeah. Things like this. Then, then somebody like uh, from Figu would call it something else. What do we call it? So then, as I've been trying to basically bring worlds together, rather than create more walls in between us and between me and you, between us and them. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I've been trying to do is trying to understand the same phenomena. Explained by a new ager or by a religious person, or explained by somebody like myself or us in Figu. Mm-hmm. How do you explain, for example, when oh I, I wanna sell I wanna sell this car, for example, and yes. and then I mean how to how to bring an idea into fruition and find somebody who is looking for just that for that amount of price for, for that amount of dollars and uh, in the right in the right amount of time uh, it's, it's easy to understand if you use the word synchronicity mm-hmm. but obviously, uh, uh, as you and i probably know is our consciousness powers right What I, what I did for some time was trying to bring together the the, uh, the the concepts. So I was studying, I, I went, I dwelled very deep into other schools of thought in the last few years. Mm-hmm. After after being aware of, of Figu, the Figu material, right. uh, I went also jump into swimming pool with, for example, people who's doing channeling. Okay. You know? 
and then later I went on to uh, people doing other sort of new ager crazy things like um, I don't know I mean uh, from 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 having crystals around the house mm -hmm. you know people were very very much into this kind of kind of stuff so trying to always dig into their way of thinking and then coming to the obviously the conclusion that okay at the end of the day we are all just trying to explain the same phenomena but based or fr from a different angle mm -hmm. and then um, lucky that I have the foundation or the information that I've learned through the books in Figu that talk about obviously the what's to be called su supernatural uh, what uh, to understand when when people say oh uh, there's this haunted house there's a ghost in there and to mm -hmm. be able to explain what it is instead of going into fear panic mode into explain okay well there's actually fluidal forces it's somebody who's alive projecting themselves over there and things like these so have you explained that to someone who's told talked about ghosts in a house yes and how did they take that? Oh, they just give you a blank stare at you. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> why I asked you. Because that's been my experience, too. They're like, well, yeah. that's nice. Or nothing. They just don't say anything. They, 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 just, they just go whoof, over the head. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they, they just won't get it. Um, because people prefer to think that, oh, it's, it's an actual ghost that must have their own consciousness, must yeah. have like a, like a spirit form or like, a, like you know, p p people are f full of ignorance. So uh, sometimes you just waste your time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think they think that's more exciting, you know, that's more uh, interesting and scary. And instead of, um, you know, I think it takes a certain type of person to be find the truth more interesting than those made up stories, the yeah. myths and the, you know, they like that fantastical, like they like magic and miracles and, you know, that type of thing. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, yeah. Um, so I, I've, I've been spent a few years trying to do that, trying mm -hmm. to. Just, just for the purpose of trying to explain our point of view or my point of view to others who are not there yet, trying yeah. to sort of like create a, like like a togetherness sort of feeling. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but I've stopped doing that in the last couple of years because I mean it's, it's, it it takes time for you to write or for you to explain and so I had to live a life at the same time you know focus right. on my, my job well and like you uh, said it's kind of a blank you, you get that resistance also and you know I noticed that we were doing our um, some of our information booths at new age fairs where all that stuff is going on around you and then there's our information booth and we're the only ones there with reality the rest are you know there there's channelers all the way around the room and i remember one of my sons was there helping with the booth and he said so which channelers do you think are predators and which ones do you think are really believe it 
And so we were going around the room and he was based and he was actually, we were pretty much in agreement. We were basing it on how their eyes looked. He'd say, he'd go predator, predator. That one believes it. Predator. <laughs> because yeah. they have a certain way about them. They have a certain energy. They have a certain look in their eyes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can tell when somebody is um, like a predator. I mm -hmm. saw once a, a politician um, near me. He was having uh, uh, kebab, you know, I don't know if... You, yeah, I do know what kebab is, yes. Uh, so he was there having a kebab and I was across the hall and I looked at him and it looked weird. It looked so strange. And then he went walking past me and he looked at me and his eye was so, like his stare was... Full, like very much digging into me, see if he could find prey. And I just look at him and I was like, trying to remain as neutral as possible. We didn't mm -hmm. cross a word, and I, I probably wouldn't want to, to, to have a conversation with this person at all. Right. Um, now, and going back to briefly to the topic of, of bri bridging the gap between schools of thought, there's yes. one that I found very interesting lately. And uh, I found a bridge to uh, the information in the books. And I'm going to talk about what they call the law of attraction in mm -hmm. particular, where they go, okay, obviously what you, what you put out, you, you get back. That's right. obviously very clear, clear to us. Um, mm -hmm. But then there's, there's one of them who's like the, the first, the, 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 the biggest, the most, popular unknown person that teaches about the law of attraction and, and talks about getting to a happy place and then, you know, be You're be, talking about be, Esther Hicks or are you talking about, yeah. yeah. Be happy and then do something else, right? And then I'm trying to, to find a mirror or a parallel to what we know from the mind of the thoughts. And I think I found it. You know, as, as you know, Esther Hicks says, okay, uh, you have to get into this vortex and then go to a meeting or get, you know, yes. uh, or it recommends a lot the meditation and meditation, the way she explains it is pretty good. Uh, is basically getting to this very humming state where you cannot tell your nose from your feet. I mean, that's actually very valid what she's actually um, talking about. Um, there's the, but then there's still a gap where it goes. Okay, she she says you gotta feel your emotion, and then your your life is driven by your emotion, and so and so. And then as I was reading the psyche the other day, I think it was a psyche or some of these books, and it explains that in in humans we have a thought drives our feelings, mm -hmm. and then and then the feelings reverberate into uh, sensations in the body mm -hmm. and then and then and feedbacks back into thoughts again right um and then it says also ah uh, this book says that the emotion is somewhat an isolated from the thoughts and from the feelings emotions can be spontaneous can be based on what's happening in the surroundings can be based on phone call so then immediately you go onto a good or a bad emotion. Right. So, so because I'm trying to, 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 to find the correlations with what, for example, Esther Hicks is teaching, then I'm 
still trying to get to the point of building this gap because I think there is a lot of commonalities, um, but the way they the way the, the things are explained are quite different, uh, different angles, right? Mm -hmm. um, fair is is fair and good that we control our thoughts and we think neutral positive and then generate a life that is completely neutral positive. But we still we still will have will face emotions or situations. Oh yeah, absolutely. Happenings, mm -hmm. happenings, right? Um, but I've I've experienced the law of attraction in a funny way in, from two thousand and one were things that I was actually pursuing, I was able to achieve uh, in a relatively easy manner. Like the transfer to New Zealand, I was able to find uh, a sponsorship uh, uh, or a job relocation. I was able to bring my wife over from Colombia after trying different methods and nothing worked. Mm -hmm. I, was able to, I was able to achieve so many things so easily using the law of attraction or writing down your plan and then and then things happen so it's interesting because in 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 these books they talk about the boomerang effect mm -hmm. probably, yeah probably come across it right so for me the boomerang effect is when i go okay explains that there's two two kinds of 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 uh, of, of emotions or, 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 or sorry feelings there's this life-based feelings, and then there's the other. But anyway, uh, I'm, I'm not very clear with the information yet on, on how to explain it, but mm -hmm. as you probably know about the boomerang effect, there's you, you launch a thought out, and yeah. it comes back to you, sometimes in the same polarity and sometimes in the reverse polarity. I didn't realize sometimes it came back in the same polarity. I thought it always came back in the opposite. Yeah, there's a two. Hmm. There's a two. I'll have to um, look at that I, again because <clears throat> I must have missed that. In in the Arahat Artesata. And in the because there's two 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 natures of, of thought to begin mm -hmm. with. So there's two different responses. In one of them, it will come in the same polarity. In the other comes the opposite polarity. But in saying that, it's not to say, oh, if I launch love, if I mm -hmm. launch, I'm always very loving, I'm going to get back like hate. No, that's not, that's not how I understand it. Oh, no, I didn't think of it in that way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So the way I get it is that, is that when you get it back, you, you would get, some experience or some sequence of experiences for you to learn more about love. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, I think yeah. some people simplify it in their minds too much. And so they have a hard time understanding that. Um, um, so, for instance, if we want to do something for the mission, let's let's use this as a good example, because um, this was for me, I had to experience things that toughened me up and made me gave me a thicker skin and not care so much about what others thought about me. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily because I took advantage of it and did what I needed to do to um to um he heal myself not only from 
from the slings and arrows of others, but I, um, I knew that I was going to have to not care so much. And even if people were saying untrue things about me, yeah. I was not going to have to care. I wasn't going to spend a lot of energy on that. Are you having yeah. problems with your, are you okay? No, just connecting the power. Okay. So, yeah, I, I, I get that. Absolutely. Um, there, that there are times that we, when we want to, to achieve something, we, we, we're given ways to um, hone our skills or, or something that we need to do so that we can achieve these things. Because a lot of times they're very challenging things and we need to be up to it or, or we're going to miss that opportunity. It's just going to fly right by us. Well, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> the, when you create a purpose, when you create a goal, and if you put it in, in Billy's terms, when you create this zeal, you know, mm -hmm. the zeal, achieve something, that's a purpose, right? And I've, I've, I've done it last year in, in my last job. I created the zeal, the purpose to, to become really good at something in particular. And I was able to achieve 88% good um, reviews um, from customers and so on and so on. Mm -hmm. So you, cre you create the zeal, you create the purpose. And once you have a purpose, you give it to in you. You give that job to your subconscious, yes. And then your, sub, your subconscious starts working towards achieving that goal. Well, that very much goes is more is more like a like a technical way to explain the law of attraction. Um, yeah, because I'm, tremendously good things happen to me. For example, once I I needed I needed a, a relocation uh, for work. To be able to to achieve my ultimate goal, which was at the time to bring my family over, so mm. I was uh, I focused on that, and then I was able to to listen and to 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 pick up on the opportunities in my surroundings. Yes, and get it done. Well, Carlos, you know that's something you and I have in common because through my life, um, I also have learned that very thing you're talking about. And trying to get others, like, like when I saw first saw the Law of Attraction, the film years and years and years ago, um, and I would I went to some of Esther Hicks. Um, this was shortly before I found the teaching. I went to several of her events. I even went on two of her the cruises, and I watched the people talk about, ask questions. They never called on me. Never. It's like she. I, I noticed when I was traveling around, she had the same people there that she asked, she called on all the time. So you get to discover something. Yeah. <laughs> so since you're interested in this, I thought I would tell you this. And I was like, hmm, this is interesting. You never call on me. She didn't know me, of course, but I'd been at several of her events. And I noticed the same group of oh, three or four people. She would call on them and then some other people that I didn't know who they were. But um People were so curious about the vortex. They just didn't get it. They, they would ask and ask and ask about this vortex. They were just so fascinated with it. And, um, you know, I've, I've often thought uh, a lot of people, I think they, if they think, okay, I'm going to attract this, but then they don't do anything with the opportunities that come. And that's exactly what you're pointing out, what you're talking about, is that you do something, you take action. And, and that you don't dismiss these opportunities, even if they make you leave your comfort zone. You think, okay, 
is this a reasonable uh, thing for me to do? Even though I've got to leave my comfort zone, what are, what are the chances I'll be successful here? How realistic is it? You know? And so I see these people stuck in situations that they can't get out of. And I it's, it seems hard to be able to convey to them that you can get out and, and get what, mostly what you want yeah. in life. Yeah, you know, and uh, it's like they don't they don't get it. And I saw this with the people that were um, going to those events with uh, with Esther and uh, and Jerry. Her husband was alive at the time when I was going to this. And, you know, now she channels him, too. So <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Maybe you didn't know that, but <laughs> he's there now in spirit. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure, you know, but she does say a lot of good things. And she was part of what led me to the teaching in the first place, because, you know, I would look at that stuff and go, there's a lot of truth here, but there's things that are missing. And I noticed that the people um, that were going to her events were um, a lot of them were just didn't understand the action part. It's like they're frozen and they were actually looking for a magical. Uh, Feel. Yes. Where someone yeah. like you or I who are more action oriented and are willing to take the risks. Think yeah. about all the people, you know, that maybe live in Colombia and want to get out of there and they complain and complain and complain. And they don't do, do any. No. Yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. I've, I've this, with this relocation to New Zealand, which is happening in a month time, mm -hmm. is going to be my first, second, third, fourth country move <laughs> mm -hmm. to, to, to leave. To, um, <laughs> Somebody from Figu called me yesterday a gypsy. <laughs> funny, funny that when I use my the word gypsy in Spain, one of my trips, they looked at me funny because to them a gypsy is somebody that is not a good person. Anyway. Yes, and we we just uh, know it means they mean you're a traveling person that you're moving around. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 a, I'm, a, I'm a traveler. I'm a traveler actually. So um, yes, you're right. When you I've I've noticed that when she says in this Esther Hicks just to 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 be happy and then just don't do nothing like completely ignore everything's gonna come to you easily and I was like that doesn't make any sense I mean you have to you have to make a phone call you have to chase it you have to pursue it you do you have to hone in your senses your perception towards that goal because there's there's opportunities for anything out there mm -hmm. for example when I when when I picked up that that in this job that I was in Melbourne 2001, they needed somebody to go and fill this position in New Zealand. I was there. I was actually paying attention. My ears were a radar because mm -hmm. I was doing things and, 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 and having a good time. But then I heard this. It was like, oh, hang on a minute. That's, that's what I want to do because I, I've been projecting this. So yes. if I had not been paying attention and if I, if I had not been, if I had not made took any action, mm -hmm. I'll probably be back in Colombia. <laughs> exactly, and and so that action part—that uh, was what I had problems with her way of of uh, conveying this law of attraction thing. Um, yeah, you definitely have to do something with what comes to you, and you have to take initiative. Absolutely, you know. Yeah, and uh, so I would say that not doing anything and just be happy might might be 
you're talking about bridging things, might be more apt to say, get rid of the resistance or any doubts that you have. You know how sometimes we have to build ourselves up to something that we, you know, when we first think about the task, we think like moving. You think, oh, too much, too hard, don't want to do it. But then you start thinking, well, maybe, but I do want to do it. You know, and so if I do want to do it, what do I need to do? Yeah, and you yeah. start looking into it. And as you start researching, well, I could get an apartment here and I could work there and so-and-so could help me. That resistance melts, as you know, and it starts, you start finding the way. And I think that's probably a, a more accurate than yeah. just saying, be happy and do nothing. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Um, <clears throat> and when it comes to, when it comes to uh, a transition, any transition, you have to m melt those walls of resistance mm -hmm. because the, the mind, our mind is our biggest ally, but also our, our, could be our biggest, I don't like to call it an enemy. People, people like to call your mind can be your enemy, mm -hmm. uh, a hindrance as well, because we have a lot of biases and sometimes yes. we don't see, we don't see past uh what our frame of mind is 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 allowing us uh mm. just just an example once i was i stood up outside in the veranda in sydney and i i, I perceived a very very fast like a flash of light but my brain you know the brain ignores a lot of the, the sensorial information yes so if you were to go outside the window and see uh, a UFO basically hovering over there, over the yard, your brain could easily go like, what WTF, like ignore it, like, like blank it out mm -hmm. because it's so outside of your frame of reference that you go, well, that's impossible. People can go mental and crazy about it, you know, you know very well, right? Yes. Similar to, similar to what happened when I found the first version of the Talmud of Emmanuel, and if he did not have any of these religious references in it, I would probably not have dug deeper into it. I, I, mm -hmm. I needed, I, I, it was a bridge. It was like, a, again, about talking about bridging. Mm -hmm. uh, it was uh, a no, something known to me, and I was able to, to, to step further. Uh, so... Uh, achieving goals is about basically breaking the barrier in your brain about what you're able, capable of doing. You know, how much further can I go? Um, yes. So, yeah. So in the last, my, my last zeal purpose, I've basically said to myself this, this year actually is like, okay, forget about material. I mean, whether it comes or not, but what I really want to do is be genuinely happy. Like that mm -hmm. is the, my, my my zeal, genuinely me, whatever it means. Yeah. And and well, soon after soon after I lost the job, <laughs> so <laughs> I, mean, I, made, I, I made a I made a mistake. Obviously, it was uh, I made something that was not supposed to to happen. Um, so I lost the job. Then I'm, I had bought the tickets to go back to New Zealand for a holiday. But then I go, okay, well, since I got these tickets and my brother one, one wants me to, 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 to be there and it's my family and why not, then, okay, I'm making the move. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm just going with the flow. Yes. Uh, still 
tried to apply, you know, reason and logic and rationality. I um, I found a job. Um, I tomorrow I have actu actually the last interview out of. It's been three interviews already so far with the same company, so it's, mm -hmm. it's progress so far. So yes. most likely, to, most likely tomorrow is going to be like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, if they've interviewed what? you this many times. Yeah, the exactly. Chances look good. Yes. It, it, exactly right. So so then I'm going to be moving back with a job, and I'm looking forward to it. So I guess to to basically to close the loop when it comes to not only the law of attraction, which needs a lot of extra work to to be more thorough is yes. expect expect good things and then good things will happen i i think so definitely a, a bit of research many years ago before figu actually on mm -hmm. for example on things like like these which is uh, huna h-u-n-a from the the polynesian polynesian culture of all, mm -hmm. all these you know the, uh, hawaii all these islands and new zealand is part of that yeah. So if you can see here, it says here the the ancient art of positive thinking. Yes. You know, the ancient religion of positive thinking. So mm -hmm. I've, I found this in 2001 and I was like fascinated by it because it talks about how we uh, create our future by basically focusing on a goal and then allowing the subconscious down here, the subconscious yep. to complete to complete the task. Which goes in line with what we're learning absolutely with 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 figu as well about yes. creating the zeal the purpose um the instantly your entire nervous system switches on to that uh, goal yes and all, your job is to maintain that goal in in inside uh, like an like like a radar is focus on that target yeah so for now, my my target is be genuinely happy. What does it mean? Could mean anything, right? <laughs> really, because it. you it may mean that because that's your goal, when the things that come into your awareness that are going to make you happier, of course, we all know we, you know, a, that's a, a choice and a state of mind, but there are situations where it's easier to be happier than others. That is just a fact. It's it's much easier to be happy out in the in the warm sunshine and somewhere you love than sitting in a prison cell. <laughs> it's still achievable, but it's a lot harder. Yeah. So yeah. if you're looking for things that are fulfilling to you, then because isn't that really bring you happiness? Is when you feel fulfilled. Well, so yeah. yeah. So of course, those are the things that are going to start coming into your awareness that you're going to go. This is something I love. This is something. Um, you're going to recognize and you're going to not let it pass you by. Yeah. And that's how I found these things work. And yeah. uh, I think this is great. We're having this conversation because it eludes so many people. And, and I feel really fortunate. And you probably do too, that early in my life, I learned um, how to get to where I want to be. Mm. And I mean this in a, in a way that's, um, of course, moral, and uh, you're not taking advantage of other people. You're just following <laughs> legal, legal. <laughs> and legal, yes. And you're you're following um, those those uh, cues that come, and you're actually taking action and doing it. And sometimes you have to make sacrifices, and sometimes it's uncomfortable, and you know it's yeah. But, but it's worth um, it. I um I complete 
10 years in Australia and I've had very good things, mm -hmm. but also a lot of challenges and a lot of uh, issues and troubles <clears throat> with situations and relationships. One in particular that has been uh, tremendously uh, stressful. Um, so it, it is what it is. You gotta you gotta be happy. At the end of the day, if you are not happy, if you're if you're happy, you're successful. If you're successful, you're able to help others. Yes. So I have to be happy first and build up so I'm able to help others. Yeah. Same, you know. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah it's all it's all happening. Yeah, that's great, and I'm really happy for you that that this is. Yeah, and I since I've been there, I can appreciate it. It's yeah, a, it's a great place. Yeah, 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 yeah. New Zealand is beautiful, and but also talking about happiness. What what's happiness? You know, happiness is a is a, is a state of mind. It's a, mm -hmm. it is. It's in. It's an inside job. Mm -hmm. um, say, for example, if you some people uh, people go like, I want to. I really want to be happy, but they, they they make money and they're not happy um, because they they don't know. I mean, happiness and love needs to come from the inside. When 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 you say, oh, if I have a relationship, I'll be happy. Well, not necessarily. Exactly. <laughs> you <laughs> might be happier alone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or or if or or if I make money, I'll be happy. Well, again, probably 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 you could, but probably not mm -hmm. if you don't know how to how to go about it. So yeah, you you have to be happy first, and then to from from that context, I I reckon that that touches on what we were talking about before like Esther Hicks and the law of attraction mm -hmm. that's perhaps that's perhaps that's what she's trying to to say like, be happy for me the vortex is just means basically means just just be happy be happy like genuinely happy and then when you're genuinely happy then everything else should flow yeah it's or like we'll, you're in we'll, this, or they call it the zone you know yes. where you're 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 in a state of um like you said in a flow you're relaxed you're open, you're optimistic, but you still Cheerful. see reality. Mm -hmm. yes. Yes. Well, that's like a, you know, a good example of when people say um, they make, if, if I make money, then I'll be happy. Well, you know, for, for most of my life, um, money wasn't that important. I was more interested in my own um, uh, well-being, healing from my, my childhood, from my past and being a functioning you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, just a functioning person, you know, uh, uh, reasonable, whatever, um, st stable, that kind of thing. And, yep. and wanting not to bring my past with me because many people do that, you know, if they have a traumatic childhood with lots of chaos, they drag that along with them. And so I didn't want to do that, which I didn't, but, um, um, I, somewhere along the line, I decided uh, I needed to prove that I could be financially successful. And I did it. And so did my husband. But when we got there, it's not that, you know, I, I've said this in, in the, the video, The Way to Live, and this is a really good uh, place to kind of qualify that. I said, well, we weren't happy. Well, we were, but we weren't happy with what it took to stay there, all the balls that we had to juggle, all the 
focus we had to 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 keep on keeping um, that level of um, material wealth. And some people are willing to work, work, work all the time. And, you know, and we looked at each other and said, yeah, this is not that important to us. We realized to have this big house and, you know, all this stuff we have to take care of. And it's, yeah, it impresses people, but really we could, we could be just as happy with a lot less and have less stress. So we just sold everything and started over. We reevaluated and I'm so glad we did because we realized it didn't increase our level of happiness any. So when I say we weren't happy, I just meant we weren't any more happy. It didn't, in fact, it was adding stress and we were, we were less happy than we were before because of all the things we had to maintain. And maybe for some people they want those vast and we didn't have an empire by any means, but we had a couple of businesses, some rentals and it was just too much. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't improve our lives that much for, for yeah. the, you know, for the trade-offs for free to have freedom to go and do things too, because that's you're always right. working. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that's that's true. Yeah, um, I've 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 come across people who are in the sixties or whatever, seventies, uh, and they go, "I'm stuck in this town." It's like, why don't you go to the beach? You know, just just three hours drive. It's like, oh, I gotta pay this mortgage. And it's like exactly. Enslaved to their own material greed, to their own, and obviously the financial system is very, very willing to lend you money, uh, you know, any minute. Yes. <laughs> so I'd be very, very careful about it too. Yeah, and yeah, and they do. They leverage. They leverage themselves, and you know, we were looking at going. Okay, we've we've proven we can do it, and you know how how ironic that is that. Once you get there and you've proven it, it doesn't matter anymore. The, like I was trying to prove it to my father. Look, I can be successful. And by the time I did it, I didn't care anymore what he thought. And I went, yeah. well, that's ironic because yeah. it doesn't matter anymore to me what he thinks. Yeah. And so, yeah, so we were able to, uh, to shed all that and start over and just um, go from a, a place where we could find this is how much we want to w- work. Yeah to give and, and to balance it with having some time for ourselves to do things that we enjoy also. Yeah. And yeah. also if you, in my case, for example, after divorce and everything, then eventually, I mean, I'm, I'm debt free at the mm-hmm. moment. And we are too. Yes. Good for you. It's, it's a wonderful it's, it's a feeling, good, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's a good place. You do those things you want. You've proven to yourself already. You know how to do it. Exactly. It's, it's, it's easy, the easier it gets. Yeah. And I hope that someone who needs to hear this will listen to our conversation because maybe it will give them that um, encouragement that they need. And because a lot of people think this is a big mystery, achieving yeah. what you want. And it's really not. That's, that's like people who look at very, very wealthy people and go, well, how did they get there? And I said, they focused. I mean, if that's what you really want, you want to hoard a bunch of money, right? They yeah. focused on it, I tell them, and that's the, that was the most important thing in their life. They gave up everything else, and every day it was about how much money can I make. And when right. I thought about you know being that wealthy, and I thought, do I want to do that? That's not for me. Mm. That's that to me. That's but I know that's how it's done. Yeah, is yeah. they have to focus on it, and and then and they get and they always want more, and they take that and they reinvest it into something else, and 
Correct. And is and yeah. and they have obviously, as you know, big businesses like the metrics and the goals and the targets and this yes. and that. And they track they track that nearly every minute of their life. They do constantly, constantly looking at the goals. And obviously they achieve the goals because there's a system, there's a structure, mm-hmm. there's a plan and there is some activities that you do to to perform, to achieve those goals. So it's like anything in life. Well, this has has been interesting and and I appreciate that you've invited me to this and um, I'll be quite happy to, you know, uh, do it again sometime. Um, Yeah, it's been it's been interesting because some it's good to get to know somebody a little deeper than, as you said before, hearsay or um, a, a vague impression uh, over a Facebook post. is 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 good to yes. to get to talk to somebody and get to go. Okay, well, this this I know this person better now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I, I feel. That- So in my discussion with Carlos, um, he mentioned catching the boomerang um, as far as the, po- the law of attraction. And he was saying that positive attracts positive and negative attracts negative. And um, I was saying in my understanding, uh, positive thinking uh, attracts that returns it as a negative and the negative that's sent out re- is returned as a positive because it works on the magnetic principle. So I'm going to read this passage from, uh, or this couple of pages from Arahat Atharsata, and it's quite lengthy. So I'm going to just explain the first part. Um, it's talking about, um, becoming a natural thinker and changing your thinking processes. And this starts on page 268. And so I'm going to start on 294. The whole instrument of the thinking adjusts itself almost immediately to the new thinking form. All the apparatuses connected to the brain change their energy strength and transform it simply like an electro transformer. All ganglion cells, neural pathways, etc. automatically adapt to the new attitude and further the new right and positive might oriented thinking. It only takes a short time until the positive might-oriented thinking proceeds habitually. Certainly, all beginnings are difficult, and there is never a prize without previous effort. But practice makes perfect, and if one practices long enough, then the point in time comes inevitably when the might-oriented thinking becomes a habit. Thinking represents a purely consciousness-based process. This process is formless, but it possesses life and power. Often a thought that is once thought lives very much longer than its originator. Every mode of thinking, every kind of thinking, and every thought has a very distinct effect, either for the evil or for the good. This is the body as well as the character in the destiny and in the environment. Every thought is anchored in the subconsciousness, and from there embodies itself in the form of the resulting deed and outcoming effect, etc., and influences the psyche, the physical body, and the environment. 
Consequently, those who continuously concentrate their thoughts on hatred and revenge eventually end up inevitably as murderers or manslaughters, etc. Concentrated thoughts of the self-pity, the helplessness, the feeling of being rejected, forgotten, disdained, useless and superfluous, etc. ultimately end up in the suicide. If the thoughts concentrate on the other hand on progress, success, happiness, love, etc., then a corresponding success will ensue with the accuracy of a precision clockwork. So everything that is thought is determined for being or non-being because the thought, the thinking, carries the human being upwards up to unexpected heights or hurls him or her downward down into the deepest depths of the annihilation. There is, however, still very much more to it all. Thinking creates energy of tremendous power. Every thought sends out energetic waves of the highest intensity. That is to say, the thoughts themselves radiate as tremendous energy waves which are based on hitherto unmeasurably high frequencies. They leave the structure of their origins, speed out into the unending expanses of the universe, unhindered and unstoppable, in order to bring forth effects and conditions entirely according to their kind. According to the thought, they speed away as invisible but gigantic might of the light or the impenetrable darkness, further charging and strengthening themselves with their with other thought energies of the same kind, which likewise rush through the expanses of the universe and the ether. Once they have reached their outermost range, they return. They then uh, search their way back, in which case, however, their energy form changes and indeed into a stronger and more immense one. This through the attraction like with a magnet. This positive, however, automatically also attracts the negative and the negative the positive. And the final resulting energy form eventually returns as a concentrated, tremendous might, bringing annihilation or life to the center of the thought. Thereby, in this process, however, the circumstance is to be noted that, for the human being, something very peculiar happens and requires special attention from him or her. As already mentioned, namely the law of nature of the magnetism comes into function here. A magnet has two different poles, negative and positive. Its function must also be understood if one is to work with it. The plus pole, positive, can only attract negatives, whereas the minus pole, negative, repels everything if this everything is not positive, plus. Therefore, it has been said at earlier times that The radiated evil or negative thoughts, worries, and unsatisfaction, etc., are hurled back with a boomerang-like effect, in which case they inevitably strike the center of the thoughts again with devastating force, which occurs in the same manner with the good and positive thoughts, but only with good effects. Then this is therefore to be understood rightly and indeed as follows. According to nature, a radiated thought, whether evil, negative, good or positive, is again hurled back exactly in the manner as which it has been sent out, only very tremendously strengthened and therefore changed in its energy form into a stronger form, which is then referred to as negative or positive according to its original form. 
It is to be noted that the powers are thus transformed in a strengthened manner, since according to the nature, the consciousness's need to learn always stands in the foreground in every respect. Therefore, when a boomerang-like effect is spoken of, then it is to be understood in the manner that the boomerang is hurled away and caught again after its return flight. The boomerang represents in this case, as an example, the thoughts and the power of the hurling very simply, the power of the thoughts respectively, their form in the negative or positive, thus the, the form of the sending of the thoughts. When the boomerang returns to the thrower, he, sh- he or she therefore catches the same boomerang thoughts, again, which he or she has hurled away, sent out, but only very much strengthened. The power, namely, which hits the boomerang thrower, sender of the thoughts, by the catching of the returning boomerang thoughts, has changed, transformed through the return flight, namely into a striking power, reception of the thoughts. So the substance of the boomerang thought therefore remains the same while the hurling power through the sending power is transformed into a recoil power thought return power therefore while the hurling away of the boomerang only takes physical power good aim and no pain the catching of the boomerang again during the return flight thus requires great skill courage and the acceptance of the not to be overlooked pain during the impact of the catch if the catch is not carried out correctly. So the hurling power therefore transforms into a striking power, whereas the boomerang itself remains unchanged in its substance. Following this nature conditioned example, the human being, the human consciousness powers also work along the same line according to the same principle. Therefore, if a positive thought is thus radiated, then it transforms itself into in its power form and strikes the sender of the thought again in in strengthened form, which is returned as negative. So it is, however, also happens with the sending of a negative thought, which strikes the sender of the thought in strengthened form and then is returned as positive. Although it appears to be a paradox, it is not in itself, it is in itself not such. For the whole process is fully logical, correct, nature-conditioned, and formed according to the creational regulation and creational laws. The consciousness needs the positive as well as the negative. Consequently, a way must therefore be trodden which guarantees the positive as well as the negative. So it is therefore compulsorily conditioned that upon sending out a negative thought, a stronger thought, and power reception takes place, which consequently also likewise applies in the opposite form. Inevitably and according to nature, therefore, the evil must be harvested for the good and the good for the evil, as well as the negative for the positive and the positive for the negative, which must be processed and evaluated according to its kind. The reception means now working through material for the consciousness and for the thoughts, evil or negative again transformed into the good or positive and the good again into evil through conscious thought work. If only good or evil were harvested for good or evil and only negative and positive for negative and positive, then the thought material would automatically run out and the whole 
think capability would suddenly lie dormant. Therefore, in order to be able to further develop oneself in a consciousness-based manner, this form of thought return hurl is necessary. If good or positive is sent out, evil or negative is harvested for it. This evil or negative, however, is in turn transformed through thought work into good and positive, thus processed into the usable good, which can be utilized again. If both thought forms... In both thought forms, this process repeats itself again and again and thereby guarantees the consciousness evolution without ever stopping. The process with the negative body of thoughts is therefore exactly the same. Negative or evil is sent out and good or positive is harvested, which is processed through the thought work again into negative or positive and finds application again in new usage. But this process alone is not enough because a human being must indeed ultimately become equalized in a consciousness-based manner one day. And so that goes in, uh, on into uh, um, neutral positive thinking, but we're not, I'm not going to cover that. So I hope that um, gives people something to think about. It always certainly does me. I'm fascinated with this subject. Any thoughts or comments um, you'd like to... Um, make about this subject there's a uh, way for you to leave a message on the uh, my anchor my reality ranch anchor um, website you're welcome to leave a message but beware i may play it on the show Um, you can also comment send me comments uh, on my facebook page Um, uh, it's under my name carol steves and because i'm i'd be welcome any any conversation about this topic Thank you for listening to this episode of Reality Ranch Podcast. Until next time, Salome.